0: Not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kinder Outdoors, come on into the camp house and make yourself at home.
1: Hey, I'm Billy Kinder. We are at our base camp,
0: that is the Vineyards
1: Campground and Cabins on beautiful Lake Grapevine, Texas. Winter time at the lake, yes, it is a magical time. <laughs> Front door to the camp house, brought to you by our friends at Forta Flora, America's number one canine probiotic. If you own a dog, you really ought to have FortaFlora in the fridge and on the ready. Order it from chewy.com or pick it up at your vet's office. It's everywhere. FortaFlora. <music> Hunting seasons have pretty much wrapped up across the United States. A few things still going on, but the focus this time of year kind of moves to next year, making plans for next year. There are some pretty cool draw opportunities that are open right now. The window is open for Moose in Maine, and I know that's a hard draw. That's a bucket list draw for a lot of people. But if you're a non-resident to the state of Maine, you may have more of a chance than you thought. My buddy Chris Simmons is a game warden there in the state of Maine. You might have seen Chris on Northwood's Law a time or two. I talked to him about the Maine Moose draw, a couple of years back.
2: Not impossible. No more impossible than for not for a resident. The, uh-huh. uh, it's all a lottery system in the state of Maine, and 10% of our permits go to non-residents, which that doesn't sound like much. But if you take the number of non-residents compared to the number of residents, it's actually compares to about the same. It's about a 10%. The ratio is about the same. So um, there actually have been years where non-residents stand a better chance than we do as residents because of the few numbers of people that actually put in for it. Uh-huh. And right now uh, we haven't seen the figures for this past hunt yet, but um, what I can say that is a matter of fact, it will be over 80% success. Wow. Um, so it's never been below that, and I know this year was not, not uh, no different than in the past.
1: Yeah, Chris Simmons is a game warden there in the great state of Maine, talking about the Maine moose draw. That window is open right now for the hunt of a lifetime. Applications must be completed by 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time, May 15th. So you have a little time. The 2023 Moose Lottery Permit drawing, it's always a big deal. It's a big blowout uh, when they do the draw. And that will take place on Saturday, June 10th in Augusta, Maine. Certainly a bucket list item for me. I would love to hunt moose in Maine. That beautiful fall color. Nice folks like Chris up there. Another opportunity that's open right now, the window is open right now, comes from our friends out in the great state of Nevada. They've got a very special non-resident-only draw as well. Spectacular mule deer in the state of Nevada. And this is a mule deer draw. The Nevada non-resident-only mule deer draw window is open, and we're going to talk to Thomas Brunson about that, amongst other things, opportunities in the state of Nevada. His Timberline Outfitters Guide Service stays mighty busy, and we're going to talk to him about hunting in Nevada, coming up a little later on the show. Also, my buddy Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie, I'm very proud of him. He has been nominated for and elected to the Texas Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame. He has earned it. He's worked so very hard from the days of working as a plumber in the Garland, Texas, Independent School District, to one of the leading... Designers and manufacturers of crappie fishing products on the globe. I've seen how hard he's worked. Tireless, endless. I know those are cliches used too many times, but in this case, they stick. They are the real deal, and so is he. My buddy Wally Marshall joins us to talk about the Texas Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame induction. I'm glad you're here with us. Grab a cup of coffee and make yourself at home in this nice, warm <laughs> camp house at kinder outdoors oh Ivy reservoir in west texas has done it again it's second legacy class largemouth bass of the texas Sharelunker season second one in the first 35 days of this year kyle hall he's a pro angler out of granbury texas he's a great fisherman This is not his first share lunker, but it's another one, 13.58, the 635th Texas share lunker since the program began, the second from OHIV this year, the third in the state of Texas. March 1st last year, he caught a share lunker, number 624 at OHIV, that weighed 16.10, 16.10. He said he was targeting fish in about 40 foot of water staying on a contour line and he came up to a hump where some friends had had some success and it proved to be the perfect spot. Listen to this. Kyle said that there was a whole school of nine to 11, <laughs> nine to 11 pound fish that came up following his swim jig. He said they probably followed it for 30 to 45 seconds and from out of nowhere, Cherlunker number 635 blew past them and ate the bait. What a fisherman. Great job, Kyle Hall. The really smart folks over at Purina studied day and night 365 about how to produce better health in our dogs. That's how calming care came about for the overactive dog, the overbarker, the overjumper, the nervous Nelly calming care gently works over time to settle that dog learn more about calming care when you come see me at kinderoutdoors.com k-i-n-d-e-r let's grab a fresh cup of coffee and then we're headed for nevada
3: hey good morning everybody this is babe winkleman and when i'm not in the great outdoors i'm thinking about it with kinder outdoors
1: Marksman Firearms and Outfitters, they believe the customer deserves a place to go that offers the largest variety at reasonable prices, with staff that's truly knowledgeable and always puts the customer first. Military and first responders get a 10% discount, and we offer 90-day layaway, same as cash. To stay up to date on the latest products, news, events, and more, follow Marksman on Facebook and Marksman of Texas on Instagram. For more info, go to MarksmanFirearms.com. Make your mark at Marksman.
4: Hi, I'm Jim Shockey, and I want to make sure that all of our calendars are marked with the dates for our 2023 Annual Military Charity Golf Event. The dates are March 26th and 27th of 2023 will be returning to the Wild Dunes Resort on the Isle of Palms in South Carolina. Now here's the best part. The proceeds from this military charity golf event supported by Freedom Hunters goes to award the honorable service personnel of our US and Canadian Armed Forces with outdoor adventures. There's no better cause than honoring the courageous men and women that protect our freedom. So go to jimshockeyclassic.com to register. So, again, that's March 26th and 27th of 2023 at the Wild Dunes Resort. And, by the way, that's the South Carolina coast in the springtime. It doesn't get any better than that. I'll see you there.
1: John Payne and his Tejas Ranch Fence Company know that there's no cookie-cutter
5: approach. Every job. Every ranch, every lay of land is unique and custom. We're able to take a look at the owner's intent, the individual characteristics of the property, and really come up with a solution that works for them. We've got a great team here that has a passion for what we do. Your land, our passion. We love bringing out the best in your property. TejasRanchFence.com. From the deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence
1: of the famous White and Norfolk Rivers at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock, you can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and brown trout. In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted, though, by the beautiful rolling Ozark Mountains that hold you during your stay. Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth, and spots. You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort, and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. Your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh-caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers. That feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry. Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil. Small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner. Many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated. Never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer. At CajunFryer.com Fresh. Crisp delicious every time. CajunFryer.com.
0: Procresta Fishing, the art of going fishing when you should be painting the house. Hey, wait for us. Welcome to the Kinder Outdoors Camp House.
1: From our home at the Vineyards Campground in Cabins on beautiful Grapevine Lake, Texas, uh, it's been a, a cold week. Lots of ice, sleet, little snow, depending upon where you live here in uh, North Texas. But it's been warm in comparison to my friend Thomas Brunson. He's out there in the great state of Nevada, makes his living taking people on great adventures. And I want to talk to him about that. Great mule deer hunt in the state of Nevada. Thomas Brunson owns Timberline Outfitters Guide Service. Welcome to the show, Thomas. You're good to have you with us. Thank you. Uh, Tell me about your weather in Nevada right now because it feels like down here in Texas. I'm a flatlander and it feels like the high country today. It's cold.
6: It is uh, seven degrees right now. (laughs) You're colder. We're calling Yeah, That's it right was now. it was fifteen fifteen below zero last night and yeah, we got another snowstorm and it's it's definitely been a plenty cold long uh, snowy winter for us. I guess so. Has
1: all of your hunting come to a halt now? Are you finished with everything?
6: Uh, we're finished with just about everything. The mountain lion season is kinda in full swing right now. Okay. All right, very
1: good. And I want to talk a little bit about that. Uh Timberline Outfitters guide service is Thomas's business, and uh, if you want to hunt with him, uh, just come see me at KinderOutdoors.com. I N D E R, and we've got a link uh, to uh, to him and to Noga, the Nevada Outfitters and Guides Association. He's a member uh, of that as well. Uh, what all do you take folks hunting for? What do you specialize in?
6: Uh, we specialize in mule deer, uh, elk, pronghorn, and uh, mountain lion. Yeah, and. and so Timberline Outfitters
1: that tells me a little something you hunt the high country and uh I guess probably high and low I notice you hunt antelope as well so and desert big horn yes. so
6: you you're all over the place Yep yep we we definitely it's a it's a full year by the end of it for sure <laughs> When uh when we hunt mule
1: deer with you uh what can we typically if we come to hunt mule deer in Nevada what can we expect to see when we're there? What what size critters?
6: You know, it depends on the unit. Uh, some units are just inherently better than others. Some, some units carry more deer, a higher population, uh, but trophy quality might not be quite as good. And then some units, uh, harder to draw, obviously, and, and better trophy quality. But I would say on a whole, uh, you know, like 170-inch class mule deer is kind of, I would say, kind of yeah. a – a good, a big average. Not like, you know, not the average, but that's that that that's typically 170 plus is what we're going after. If you do it yourself, hunt
1: Nevada uh, on public land or whatever, that's probably not what you're going to see. More than likely, but if you go with somebody that knows, that lives there and researches this stuff, you around someone like Thomas, uh, then hey, you stand a lot better chance of seeing some some quality animals. How do you go about your hunts? Uh, Mule deer specifically,
6: how do you hunt them? Uh, We do mostly spotting stock. Uh, You know, we hunt out of uh, pickups, a little bit of ATV. Uh, We do some packing as well, Uh, but we don't – I don't use horses. Uh, We have them. We use them a little bit. Uh, When I do backpack hunts, I actually have pack goats that I use. So we hike in and, wow. and pack flies in with the goats. When you say goats, are you talking about alpaca or llamas? No, or I'm talking about goats? just your, your your regular old goats. Yeah, they're they're bred a little no, kidding. uh they're bred to be a little they're they're bred to be a little bigger, but uh they like just just you know, you kinda of your boar goats, uh Oberhalsey, Alpine mixes of, of all three, uh essentially. A lot of dairy goat breeds.
1: Wow. I I've never heard of that. I'd love to come see that sometime. And there's not a, a more yeah, sure set of feet in the, <laughs> not, yeah, not a more sure set of feet anywhere in the mountains than a goat. So it makes a lot of sense.
6: Yeah, and they actually uh want once the goats fully mature, they they depend you know, kind of varies on their size. But uh you know, a lot of my bigger boy goats when we're when we're packing out, if we're packing downhill they'll pack seventy pounds without even thinking about it.
1: No kidding. So when you take a string, a pack of goats, pack
6: goats up into the mountains, how, how many are in your string? It depends how big of a trip we're doing, how much, how many supplies we need. But typically speaking, like I can take myself and four goats, and I can, I can take a, a complete bull elk off the mountain in one trip. I have got to see that sometime. I, can I see that yeah, on but your if website? You're in, yeah, three, three. I, I don't even think I have any pictures of them up yet. I have to i'm actually working towards getting it all set up but but i have not yet but they're actually i've been using them for about four years now and and i really like them i've not heard of
1: anybody else doing that thomas are you the only guy around is that your original idea
6: no it's not an original idea i got it from there's some fellers in uh idaho that were kind of doing it and i saw it on on social media honestly and thought it looked interesting and that's how i i kind of got a hold of him and one of the the main pack goat breeders that, that had been, you know, breeding for packing uh, since like the nineties. He kind of was one of, one of the, you know, the original pack goat guys. He was uh, getting rid of his herd because he had a car accident. And so I jumped in on that and bought a bunch of breed stock from him. And then, uh, and then, yeah, just kind of been going with it from there. (laughs) So at that point, that
1: could have been oceanfront property in Arizona, but it turned out to be the real deal. Pack goats.
6: It, it did. Yeah, I, I was kind of watching it and watching <laughs> it. And I packed with horses. You know, grew up hunting on horseback, and you have to have a trailer. You have to park way down below. You have to ride a long ways. Whereas in a, with the pack goats, they load in the back of my truck. I have a, I have a carrier in the bed of my truck, and uh, they jump right into the back of the truck, and I can drive all the way to the, you know, the end of the wherever you can drive a vehicle. Uh, and unload them and load them up with their panniers and packs and take off.
1: That is just too cool. Pack goats. Thomas Brunson does that with his Timberline Outfitters and Guides in the great state of uh, Nevada. Um, Let's talk about your elk just a minute uh, because I know you guide a lot of elk hunts. Uh,
6: When is your season in Nevada? Our season in Nevada starts on the 25th of August and it runs to the 16th of September, our archery elk season. And then we have a break uh, for a couple weeks there. They do cow hunts. And then the muzzleloader uh, antler bull hunt starts on the 22nd of October and goes to the 4th of November. And then the rifle elk hunt starts on the 6th of November, and it goes to the basically till the 4th of no- or December.
1: Okay. And, and I'm guessing that by the time you get to muzzleloader and rifle hunts that the bugling's about settled down and – and they're into a different pattern
6: by then. Yes, sir. Yep, yep. They're all pretty much the, the muzzleloader hunt uh, in some units, they definitely still some pretty heavy rut going on. Uh, and in some units, they're completely done. It kind of varies from unit to unit. It's kind of interesting uh, when the bulls quit rutting. But most units, you might get a little bit of rut at the beginning of the muzzleloader, but that's that's it. It's it's basically a post-rut hunt. Tell me about your herd there post in Nevada. Post, post. Uh, Okay, spot and stalk. Uh, the country you hunt. Tell me about your herd. Elk elk are doing great. Uh, we've kind of been on a period of about five or six years of uh, lower recruitment rates, uh, calf ratios coming into the population. So we've kind of had more laid-back bull quotas because there hasn't been any many elks coming into the population. So age class is pretty strong. Overall, the elk are, elk are really hardy. Uh, the last five, six years of drought doesn't seem as, like it's affected them as adversely as it has the mule populations. But the, the elk are doing well. Age class is strong. Are, are wolves a problem at all in Nevada? In, in my part of Nevada and in Nevada as a whole, we don't have any wolves. Uh, there's been ups, unsubstantiated reports of wolves here and there in the, okay. the very north end of Nevada, but overall there's not wolves here. Okay.
1: Very good. Hey, we're talking to Thomas Brunson. Uh, with his Timberline Outfitters and Guides in the great state of Nevada. And we're going to have to take a short break, but when we come back, I want to talk about this very unique uh, NOGA, uh, Nevada Outfitters and Guides Association, non-resident-only draw for mule deer. Pretty cool. Can you hang on with me just a minute? Yes, sir. All of our dogs suffer from GI upset from time to time, house dog or hardworking bird dog. That's why we need to keep Forta Flora handy. Portaflora stops GI upset.
7: I'm Craig Boddington. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it at Kinder Outdoors.
1: U.S. Highway 287 carries elk hunters and fly fishers, snow skiers and bird dog chasers. 72-ounce steak eaters, buried Cadillac picture-takers, antelopers, prairie doggers, and rattlesnakers. The Herdware Store sits on Highway 287 near Goodnight, Texas. Now, only 18 people live around here, so to keep the lights turned on, we need you 287 travelers to stop by. Come in out of the weather and take a look at the most unique store between the Gulf and Pacific coasts. One-of-a-kind artwork, jewelry, knives, and more. Feel the luxurious softness and warmth of Bison Socks. ag texas the name itself says trust honesty strength and tradition ag texas has from the get-go been dedicated to the prosperity of agriculture and rural america the ag texas family can help grow your herd or your operation give us a call and talk to ag texas pros about risk management in the form of crop insurance protecting borrowed capital and savings We specialize in everything from dairy cows to pecan trees and have the right financial tools and knowledge at Ag Texas to help you grow and grow safely. We can't tell you when it's going to rain again, but we can assure that your crop, your cows, your family, and the family land are secure and protected no matter the storm or the dry spell. We are Agriculture at Ag Texas, and we look forward to visiting with you. AgTexas is at agtexas.com. And The Tournament by Ken Kirkaby. Get it on Amazon.
9: Every animal that has ever roamed this planet was designed as hunted or hunter, predator or prey. We are hunters. If it were ever necessary, even the strictest vegan would return to the wild, driven to survive by the instincts of his ancestors. Those who hide behind the soft delusion of their own ignorance do so from within a civilization whose very being costs the lives of countless creatures every single day. Death is an undeniable fuel of life. This is the undeniable truth of existence. To live in balance with the planet that sustains us, we must admit and embrace the nature within us. Trust the hunter in your blood.
0: Teach a man to hunt and fish, and you'll never see him again. Sit down and prop up your boots with us here at Kender Outdoors.
1: I'm Billy Kinder. Welcome to our nice, warm campfire here at Kinder Outdoors from the Vineyards Campground at Cabins on beautiful Grapevine Lake, Texas. You know, I'm blessed in my line of work to be able to visit a lot of great ranches, a lot of great places, and experience a lot of great things. None better than Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country. It's five-star lodging, dining, quality folks down there as well. Everything is top-notch. One of my most recent trips down there, I shared the time with my buddy Wally Marshall and his wife Tanya. Robin and I went down with the Marshalls. Wally was all about the bird hunting our entire trip. I split my time between those great upland hunts that they feature at this Orvis-endorsed, Beretta-endorsed lodge, and spent the rest of my time hunting axis deer. Successful on both counts, by the way. Book a little time with my friends Joe and Ann Kerchival at their gorgeous Joshua Creek Ranch. Your whole family will just love the place. Learn more about them at KinderOutdoors.com. I've got my buddy Wally Marshall on that Kinder Outdoors trot line right now because he's headed for the Texas Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame. I want to talk to him about that. Waldo, how are you doing? Man, Billy, I
10: couldn't be any better, brother. I'm telling you, and I really love being on your show, man. (laughs)
1: Well, I I love having you on the show. All of my friends are being inducted into the Hall of Fame. I mean, Gary Klein, we were just down in East Texas a few months ago uh, with his induction into the Texas Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame. And now the announcement has come out that my good friend, my dear friend Wally Marshall, Mr. Croppy, is the 2023 inductee. Congratulations, man.
10: Man. For the first time in my life, I'm
1: speechless.
10: (laughs) Man, when I got that phone call from uh, Tom Lang at the Texas Freshwater Fishing uh, Hall of Fame uh, congratulating me to be the 2023 inductee into the Texas Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, I had to pull over, man. I I could even drive. I mean, it was just... (laughs) so surreal and and uh, it was unexpected
1: you have kept your nose to the grindstone all these many years and been an innovator too the way you've involved kids you've got so many kids started with your annual tournaments throughout the years i'm talking about thousands and thousands of kids and hundreds of thousands of miles uh, that you've put on that pickup promoting the, the uh, sport of crappie fishing And now, Crappie Expo. You've come along with Crappie Expo. You've put prize money up there uh, on the same level as a Bassmaster Classic or a Major League Fishing Redcrest event, Uh, and you're being recognized by your peers for that, Waldo, and it's about time. That's all I've got to say.
10: Well, I met with the Texas Freshwater Fisheries Division yesterday with Tom Lang and their whole crew over there in Athens, Texas, to go over the event that's going to be on October the 6th, uh, the induction ceremonies and everything. And, and hey, man, all I can say is they rolled out the red carpet, and I shook everybody's hand that worked there at the at the fisheries and met some interesting people that do some cool things for the state of Texas, which is, you know, promoting not only fishing, but the underlying things that people don't see on a daily basis, all these stocking programs that they do with uh, Florida strain bass and big bass, and they put trout in all the lakes in the wintertime and some creeks and rivers, and they've got it going on 24-7 there at the fisheries division of Texas Parks and Wildlife.
1: Yeah, they do a tremendous job. Our show last week was about the share program, and we had some share uh, winners uh, on there on the show last week, guys that have gone out and caught those thirteen pounders, including Gary Klein, uh, Wally. I was talking about your uh, the innovations through the years and how you've impacted the sport of crappie fishing. Crappie Expo, that's a big deal, and the 2023 version is coming up this fall.
10: Yeah, we're gonna Crappie Expo is moving to Birmingham, Alabama, at the Birmingham Jefferson. Convention Complex, which is right off of I-20, right there in the middle of Birmingham, Alabama. That's where they've held the Bassmasters Classics and FLWs over the years and probably some Major League Fishing in the future. But Crappie Expo is going to be there September the 22nd through the 24th. Plus, we're having a $300,000 Mr. Crappie Invitational Classic and along with that is going to be the world's largest crappie fry.
6: going to
10: <laughs> do it again this year. A that crappie fry has been a hit for years, and going into our fifth year of Crappie Expo, it's amazing.
1: Yes, it truly is amazing. It's a lot of fun. If you've never been to a crappie expo, you gotta, you got to put it on the calendar and go. It's, if you're a crappie angler, Gee whiz, Wally, you're never going to find a place on planet Earth with as much crappie uh, uh, accessories, baits, rods, reels, boats, everything crappie fishing under one roof. It's phenomenal.
10: Well, if if it's made for crappie fishing, it's going to be at the Crappie Expo because that's all we do. You don't have to ask somebody when they walk in the door, do you crappie fish? (laughs) I mean... (laughs) It's a targeted audience for the manufacturers and everybody, you know, and and people want to learn more about because we have seminars there uh, on electronics. We have seminars on how to catch more crappie. We've got all of that along with the Crappie Expo. And this year, the tournament is going to be held on Logan Martin at Lincoln's Landing, at Lincoln's Landing. And that landing has 10 10 ramps. It is designed especially for the
1: uh, tournament. Mm Tournament Yes, for the tournament. Very good. You know after this year, you're going to have to start signing your name, Wally Marshall HOF23, right?
10: Well, Billy... (laughs) Hey, man, it's such an honor to represent the great state of Texas. There's a lot of good fishermen in this state, and there's a lot of good people that do a lot of good things for different organizations and and all that. It's just a huge place, and I just get kind of teared up and chill-bumped talking about it. But I'm telling you, uh, this when I was out plumbing and digging ditches and Trying to make it through life, you know, working hard every week and and going to fishing tournaments. You didn't even think about the Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, I you mean, do now. I never, I never knew nothing about success. I just worked hard for it. I just worked hard, and it you know
1: not for it, and it happened. Hard. Yep. Yeah. And it happened. And it, you know, I'm going to be there front and center. I'll be on the front row for that. And just wanted to call and congratulate you on the show. And make sure everybody's got Crappie Expo on their, uh, on their calendar. Give us the Crappie Expo dates one more time.
10: Well, that's going to be September the 22nd through the 24th. That's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Got a lot to do at Crappie Expo, and it's going to be at the Birmingham Jefferson Convention Complex. And right across the street awesome. is the Marriott and the Sheridan. You can stay right there and walk right in.
1: Awesome. Waldo, congratulations, buddy.
10: Hey, Billy. Hey, thanks for being my friend for a lifetime, and we still got a lot to go, brother.
1: This corner of the camphouse brought to you by Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country. I've been visiting Joshua Creek now for well over a decade. It's a beautiful place, great place to get married, great place for a corporate event or family reunion, certainly a great place to go bird hunting. It's the best bird hunting in Texas. Learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch when you come visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. Going to grab another cup of coffee, freshen things up a little bit, and then we're headed back to the great state of Nevada to talk about that non-resident mule deer draw that they have. It's a pretty special tag. Thomas Brunson, Timberline Outfitters Guide Service, rejoins us next.
5: This is Wayne LaPierre. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors.
1: When we're not on the road hunting or fishing America, Kinder Outdoors calls the vineyards campground and cabins in Grapevine, Texas home. It has everything I need to prepare and broadcast coast-to-coast and border-to-border each week. Full hookups, cable TV, and 50-amp service at every RV site. Strong Wi-Fi that's powerful enough to ship Kinder Outdoors to you, no matter where you are in the U.S. or Canada. Most importantly, I can walk out of my fifth wheel and launch my boat at the vineyard's boat ramp without ever leaving the gated property. There's a sandy beach, a fully stocked camp store complete with firewood, groceries, and even commonly needed RV supplies. Rent a golf cart to make your way around this giant park located on the shores of Grapevine Lake, Texas. Every single cabin and RV is lakefront or lake view, and you're just blocks away from Main Street Grapevine with fantastic shopping and dining. As you can imagine, the Vineyards Campground and Cabin stays pretty busy, so why don't you block a little time right now at VineyardsCampground.com. You know, this is a fast-changing world. As a matter of fact, you may not recognize your little universe as compared to just two years ago, but there are some bedrock stepping stones that'll take you through tough times. If you want to catch the girl, be nice. If you want to catch the ball, use both hands. And if you want to catch the fish minutes start early about six
9: forty-five,
1: and stick with what's dependable like chevy trucks at classic chevrolet in grapevine texas we work hard every day to be dependable in delivering you and your precious cargo to the fishing hole whether that's across the county or the country and back again at classic chevrolet we can't make love grow <laughs> but we can be dependable in making sure that you're there When it does. Have you ever hugged or kissed a fish before? Yep. (laughs) Classicchevrolet.com. The Wild Sheep Foundation. Our purpose sounds simple, to put and keep wild sheep on the mountain. But from where we stand to the top of the mountain is a challenging and exciting journey. To be successful, we support the top scientific minds in wildlife research. We tell the story and history of the wild sheep in North America to those around us, like you. And step by step, we protect and grow wild sheep populations. If not for the Wild Sheep Foundation, more than $115 million in care, concern, and conservation work would not have happened over the past 40 years. Important work that has seen our wild sheep populations grow from 25,000 or so in the 1950s to more than 85,000 today. Learn more about the worldwide leader in wild sheep conservation. Secure a membership. Attend a banquet. Bid on an auction item. Make an impact on top of the mountain. WildSheepFoundation.org. I want to urge you to plan what will be the trip of a lifetime to Argentina hunt doves or ducks with my friends at Cordoba Doves. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative and he's right here in Dallas-Fort Worth. Call him at 817-797-9020. Like me, you can plan your next trip of a lifetime with Lane Balky at Cordoba Doves.
3: We pick you up at the airport and you're in our care custody and control. All meals, all drinks, all eats are included in the package.
1: Lane is a hunter himself and when he describes that first morning that you'll witness in the field, it raises
3: the hairs on the back of your neck the first morning the fly off of the roost in the morning is spectacular birds almost as far as you can see and they fly like that all day until sunset
1: come on let's go to argentina it's closer than you think visit cordobadoves.com or give lane a call 817-797-9020
8: my name is jose grasso the owner of jj casheria can see me
0: in argentina there's only one thing that can keep us out of the deer woods just kidding welcome back to kinder outdoors
1: joshua creek ranch is selling memberships now making it easier for you to visit the ranch more often learn more about joshua creek ranch at kinderoutdoors.com. Thomas Brunson owns Timberline Outfitters Guide Service in Nevada and he's been kind enough to hang on and rejoin us now. Thank you, Thomas. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, you are a member of NOGA. You and your Timberline Outfitters and Guides uh, company are a member of NOGA, the Nevada Outfitters and Guides Association. Tell us a little bit about NOGA, what you guys do, who you are.
6: Uh, the Nevada Outfitter and Guides Association is a uh, members, you know, outfitter and guide members, uh, master guides, uh, such as myself, and then subguides can also enter and be a member of the Nevada Guides and Outfitters Association. And they, you know, basically kind of do things to protect, you know, the industry. Uh, they do a lot, of, a lot of good with wildlife, uh, trying to put their input in, On the wildlife advisory boards, as far as uh, you know, managing the herds in the various units of the state, Uh, and they work with the Nevada Department of Wildlife a lot with regulations and such that that affect the outfitting and guiding industry.
1: And it should be that way because even with our very smart biologists and scientists that we're blessed to have here in the United States and there in the state of Nevada nobody has more eyes on these critters and their habitat than you guys, the outfitters and guides that are living in this stuff every day. Makes sense.
6: Correct. Yeah, pretty pretty hard to pretty hard for the biologists to get as many days in the field as we get, for sure. Something else that Noga does that's very impressive, uh, you guys
1: take care of our military warriors. I know that you do a special, uh, I guess it's an elk hunt uh, for our military heroes. I don't know if that's every year or as often as you can, but uh, God bless you it's guys. As often for as they can, that. and
6: it's pretty much every
1: year. Okay, the Wounded Hero Project. Uh, thank you guys for doing that. Something else that you do that's very special uh, at the Nevada Outfitters and Guides Association is a non-resident only draw for mule deer and non-resident only. I'm thinking that's really going to boost my chances of getting drawn.
6: Yes, yep. It's it, it's been around, I believe, since the '90s. It was either late 80s or early 90s when it, when it, uh, Nevada guides pushed it through, you know, the legislature and got it approved. And yeah, it gives uh, hunters that want to hunt with an outfitter basically essentially better odds. Uh, there's a certain amount of tags allocated for just the outfitter draw, and people that are planning, non residents that are planning to hunt with an outfitter anyway, can apply through, you know, they, they can pick their outfitter, you know tons of us in the state but they can pick their outfitter and then apply through them for a permit and it increases your odds by in the neighborhood of 40% it it gives you you quite an advantage
1: yeah I guess so that is absolutely huge and let's talk a little bit about how this works to enter that draw you need to be aligned or recommended by or endorsed by uh, a Nevada outfitter or guide that's a member of NOGA am I correct
6: uh, you can actually apply through any outfitter in the state that is, that is a, you know, a licensed master guide. They don't necessarily okay. have to be a member of NOGA. Uh, you can apply through any outfitter, and, and the way it works is either you have to fill out a power of attorney form uh, that gives us legal right to apply for you, or you, you use the, the guide to log in information and what units, you know, we provide. And and apply, you know, you apply yourself on the computer with our uh, pin number, our license number and pin number. Just go to NevadaOutfitters.org
1: and you'll see a whole list. You could just uh, search, do a search on the find an outfitter page for Thomas Brunson, for example, and his uh, his Timberline Outfitters info will come up with his phone number and everything you need right there. And we've got a link at kinderoutdoors.com pretty unique we're talking about some unique tags on the show today the main moose hunt is open right now that's a a dream come true for a lot of folks uh and or that we hope will come true and this is another dandy that people need to know about the Noga non-resident mule deer draw what units do you hunt specifically Thomas and what have you guys been producing off of your units mule deer wise
6: Mule deer-wise, uh, we hunt kind of the eastern edge of the state, east-central Nevada, uh, units 111 through 113, 114, 115, 121, 221 to 223, are kind of our main units, 131 to 134 as well, uh, kind of all, all all the units basically that surround Ely. Okay. And give us a – And mule deer, we're, we're, the last two years have been, uh, have, been have been pretty – pretty down as far as mule deer numbers. Uh we've been going through a, a pretty good drought here in Nevada and it, it has definitely adversely infect or excuse me, impacted the uh fawn re- recruitment rates. And uh the deer populations have been in decline for the last few years for sure. But uh we finally have a good winter going right now and, and super excited so this year it should uh should have a, a real positive impact on antler growth for the year.
1: Yeah, I know I know that that snow gets miserable after so long of a cold winter, but uh, boy, that is really good moisture that you guys are piling up right now uh, that's all going to show up in the low country and show up in your elk herd, your mule deer herd. Uh, everything will benefit from all this snow come springtime.
6: Yes, sir. Yeah, the springs have been drying up the last few years, and uh, this is definitely, definitely a shot of moisture that we've needed. Hopefully, it hopefully the the temperatures will break soon and not have any winter kill type of situation going on. But, but yeah, we, we desperately needed the moisture for sure. Uh, If it's not a pack in
1: trip, if it's uh, if we're day hunting or hunting a couple of days with you, uh, are we hunting out of a lodge? Do you have lodging meals? Do we need to line up a hotel? How's that work?
6: No, the mule deer hunts, uh, we either hunt from my, my ranch. We have a base camp at my ranch uh, where we do meals and, the whole works, and then also we hunt out of a camp. I have I have some cabins at my ranch that we stay at, uh, but then if we're hunting units that are far enough away from my place that it's you know not logical, then, then we set up a wall tent camp trailer type camp and, and hunt out of it. But, yeah, meals and lodging and the whole thing comes with the mule deer hunts for sure. What should we
1: bring with us when we come? Talk to us about rifles and calibers for mule deer, elk. What do you prefer? What do you like to see someone show up with?
6: Yeah, anymore, uh, it's pretty hard. I mean, the, the access to good quality stuff is, is really, really getting out there for folks. So you see a lot more people showing up with good gear here lately, but, uh, I like anything, you know, elk. I obviously like to keep it bare minimum, uh, 6.5s, uh, like in even like the PRC would kind of be the lower end of what I would, I would personally call an elk gun. I've had people kill elk with the Creedmoor, but it's a little, little on the light side. Uh, we have real big, open, rugged canyons, uh, real thick country, so a lot of our shooting uh, is three to 500 yards. is pretty common. So if a, a person comes with the right gear, you know, a ballistic turret with the elevation and all set up for their rifle, that definitely improves somebody's odds and, and definitely a good pair of boots because a lot of what we hunt is pretty rugged country for sure.
1: It would be really good if we could start planning this hunt at least. A year out with you, make sure we're all buttoned down and in shape before we go.
6: Yes, yep, and and write and stuff for the gun, and yeah, I mean we we try not to, you know, obviously try and get as close as you can, but it's definitely big open country and and long shootings kind of pretty common. Hey, we're talking to Thomas
1: Brunson. He's the owner of Timberline Outfitters and Guides in the great state of Nevada. Uh, and we've been talking to him also about that uh, NOGA, Nevada Outfitters and Guides Association, non-resident only uh, mule deer hunt. That draw coming up, I believe it is on Monday, March the 6th. So the window is open right now for you to go to kinderoutdoors.com. All the links are there. Win that tag, send me a picture for the bragging board. Thomas, I'm going to come see your pack goats someday. I'm going
6: to show up. That's awesome, yeah. You're, you're, you're more than <laughs> welcome. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Let's do it again sometime. Yet you as well. Thank you.
1: And thank you for hanging out in our camp this weekend at Kinder Outdoors. However you listen, broadcast, podcast, satellite, megaphone, word of mouth, whatever. Thank you so much for joining us in the camp house at Kinder Outdoors. We'll be right back.
0: Can't buy happiness, but it can put your brand new bass boat within casting distance of it. Glad you're in the camp with us this week at Kinder Outdoors.
1: Hey, this corner of the camp house at Kinder Outdoors is brought to you by the world's greatest dog fuel, Purina Pro Plan Pro Plan Performance Formula in the Purple Sport Bag. Thirty percent protein, twenty percent fat. That's the choice of about ninety percent of the field trial champions across North America. Pick up the Pro Plan. At Atwoods Ranch and Home Stores in Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, Kansas, and Missouri. If you're just joining us here in the camp house at Kinder Outdoors, my special guests on the show today are Mr. Croppy Wally Marshall. He has been voted and will be inducted this fall into the Texas Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame. That's a really big deal in the state of Texas. some big names in that hall. We'll talk to uh, Waldo about that a little bit later on. Also from the great state of Nevada with Timberline Outfitters Guide Company, Thomas Brunson is going to talk to us about a very special tag, and the window is open right now to get in on this draw for this tag. It's a non-resident-only mule deer tag for the state of Nevada. How to go about doing that? Giant mule deer in Nevada, and this is a great way to go about A bucket list hunt with a top notch Nevada outfitter through the non resident only mule deer tag. Thomas will walk us through it a little bit later on. This is the time of year to start planning for next year to put in for some of those draws, some of those special tags. And another very special tag, bucket list tag, is Moose in Maine. Chris Simmons, my buddy up there, he's a game warden and. uh, the state of Maine. Maybe you've seen him on Northwood's Law uh, throughout the years. I asked him about our odds as a non-resident a couple of years ago when we were talking about a Maine moose hunt.
2: Not impossible. No more impossible than for not for a resident. The, uh, it's all a lottery system in the state of Maine, and 10% of our permits go to non-residents, which that doesn't sound like much. But if you take the number of non-residents compared to the number of residents, it's actually compares to about the same. It's about a 10%. The ratio is about the same. So um, there actually have been years where non-residents stand a better chance than we do as residents because of the few numbers of people that actually put in for it. And right now, uh, we haven't seen the figures for this past hunt yet. But um, what I can say that is a matter of fact, it will be over eighty percent success. Wow. Um, so it's never been below that, and I know this year was not not uh, no different than in the past. Yeah,
1: the window is open right now for your entry into the main moose lottery. Purina Pro Plan—that's what you'll find at Ronnie Smith's Kennels up in Oklahoma. The very best feed for your dog, whether that's a hard-working bird dog or a lovable lap dog, and you'll find all the great Pro Plan formulas at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. I had a talk with Ronnie Smith a couple of years ago about hydration for our dogs in the wintertime. It's every bit, if not more so, important now than in the heat of summer.
11: That's right. You know, Bill, when it's hot, uh, a dog is going to drink. They're just going to rehydrate themselves. We do the same thing. Um, Maybe not as much as we should, but but we certainly rehydrate ourselves. During the winter, uh, that can really um, fool you. Uh, Your dogs really evaporate more moisture as they're uh, panning and running in the winter than they will in the summer. And if the only time when when it really comes to me and I remember is if I'm uh, on some hills and I'm walking to the point that now my my pulse is up and I'm breathing out of my mouth and then I start to get thirsty uh, and and that's the same thing with your dog they're running they're they're uh, exerting themselves they're panting and uh, they require more water in the winter than in the summer. Yeah.
1: And that just shocks a lot of people when they hear that for the very first time. Let's talk about water in the kennel. You change, it doesn't matter if you've got 50 dogs in your kennel, you're changing all of their water every day, aren't you?
11: Yeah, that's right. And we, uh, we'll scrub our buckets twice a week with a, uh, to sanitize them, um, but fresh water is vital.
1: And that's because a hot dog in the summertime when you're working them, even in the wintertime, uh, the long-haired dog setters, Brittany's, they'll come in and try to crawl in that bucket, won't they?
11: Yeah. They, uh, they always want to stick their front feet in the water bucket. They're just trying to bo- drop their body temp. And uh, as a result, they're splashing a lot of water out, and they're fouling that water.
1: When we're wild bird hunting, a lot of guys think it's a really good step to use Gatorade out in the field or something like that as opposed to just good old water. What do you think of that?
11: Yeah, you know, the only time I would use anything uh, that had a flavor to it is if I had a situation where I couldn't um, get a dog to drink uh, or, or ingest enough fluid that I, that I thought he needed. Um, other than that, what research is showing is a lot of that sugar-based um, uh, product uh, can really be detrimental to hydration. Yeah,
1: so it can actually do your dog more harm than good, more than likely will. Hard to beat. Water. What if you have a dog that's uh you're wanting to get some water into him, you can tell he needs it, and he just refuses to come to the water bottle or or refuses to stop and drink? How do you take that horse to water and make him drink?
11: Yeah, you know, if it's we we find that here during the summer, um, uh, when we're training, is we have dogs that are so focused on finding birds that they'll run right by a pond when it's obvious that they're very hot. You just have to stop that animal uh, if you have uh, water available. And, uh, and once they stand there a little bit, then they start to pay attention to what you're doing, um, and then it's easier to, to get them to drink. And, and, Bill, you really, on that type of dog, you need to teach them to drink.
1: I'm going to drink a cup of coffee, and then we're headed to Nevada For the non-resident mule deer draw, stick around.
12: I'm Delmer Smith. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. And that's the fact.
1: When you drop your wild game off at Cinnamon Creek Ranch Wild Game Processing, go
5: ahead, order up your ground meat and breakfast sausage. But don't stop there. We worked on a taco meat for three years to where women and kids would eat it, and a chili that we make now where you just take these things home and just throw them in a crock pot or fry them in a pan and they're ready to go. Our tamales are probably hands down to anyone's. They're double meat and, you know, masa and they're simple and they're and they're we just can't make them fast enough they're fully cooked all you got to do is poke two or three holes in the bag that we give them to you in and throw them in the microwave for three and a half minutes aside, and it's like we just pulled them out of our steamer the day we made them
1: these items have become staples in our home robin's favorite is the taco meat i'm partial to the tamales And what a feast when we put it all together for friends and family. Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing, just north of Fort Worth, about a mile from Cabela's as the crow flies. CinnamonCreekRanch.com. The True Life Taxidermy Studio in Granbury, Texas, has won best studio in the state of Texas time after time after time. Roy Holdridge and his True Life staff of artists take your memories to a higher level. A degree of professionalism and perfection that matches the memory of the hunt or that fishing trip. True Life can create and integrate lifelike landscape. Multiple animals, fish and fowl. International shipping and trophy care is turnkey when you turn it over to Roy Holdridge and True Life in Granbury, Texas. My home is a testament to the impeccable work of True Life Taxidermy. The ducks, pheasant, deer and fish are realistic and they last. A special deer in memory on my wall dates back nearly 30 years and still looks fresh and new. Preserve that special memory this year with True Life Taxidermy. Visit the 1,800-square-foot trophy room and see Roy's talent on display. True Life Taxidermy is online at truelifetaxidermy.org.
3: Winter at the lake is a wonderful thing. The still, quiet solace of the woods and water at Grapevine Lake offer the perfect opportunity to slow the season down a bit. Tucked away behind a secure gated entry and snuggled on the still shore of Grapevine Lake is the national award-winning vineyards, campground, and cabins. Full hookups, lightning-fast Wi-Fi, and cable TV at every campsite and cabin keep you connected even when you're getting away. The vineyard sites and fully furnished cabins are the perfect place to kick off the new year and enjoy the great outdoors. Our unique location makes you feel far away from the hustle and bustle when you're just a few blocks from historic downtown Grapevine. The Christmas capital of Texas. Offering shops, restaurants, and all the sights and sounds of the season. Cozy cabins, spacious pull-through sites, and a camp store on site to provide whatever you need. Always keeping your health and safety a priority. Come enjoy nature's original way to social distance. Come see us this winter. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com.
13: At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation,
3: we're really happy to have more
13: than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled. Contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com.
0: I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. This is Kinder Outdoors. We talked about
1: that Maine moose tag and how special that would be. Well how about this, giant mule deer in the state of Nevada, there's a very special draw for a non-resident-only mule deer tag. And I want to talk to Thomas Brunson about that. Let's get to know him a little from his Timberline Outfitters Guide service in Nevada. Thomas, welcome. Good to have you here. Thank you. Uh, Tell me about your weather in Nevada right now, because it feels like down here in Texas, I'm a flatlander, and it feels like the high country today. It's cold.
6: It is uh, seven degrees right now. (laughs) You're colder.
10: We're cold. You're colder. yeah. (laughs) It was...
6: It was 15, 15 below zero last night, and, yeah, we got another snowstorm, and it's it's definitely been a plenty cold, long, uh, snowy winter for us. I guess so. Has all of your hunting
1: come to a halt now? Are you finished with everything?
6: Uh, we're finished with just about everything. The mountain lion season is kind of in full swing right now. Okay. All right. Very good. Now, I want to
1: talk a little bit about that. Uh, Timberline Outfitters Guide Service is Thomas's business, and uh, if you want to hunt with him, uh, just come see me at kinderoutdoors.com, I-N-D-E-R, and we've got a link uh, to uh, to him, and to Noga, the Nevada Outfitters and Guides Association. He's a member uh, of that as well. Uh, what all do you take folks hunting for? What do you specialize in?
6: Uh, we specialize in mule deer, uh, elk, pronghorn, and uh, mountain lion. Yeah, and, and so timberline outfitters, that tells me
1: a little something, you hunt the high country, and uh, I guess probably high and low. I notice you hunt antelope as well, so and desert bighorn. Yes. So
6: you you're all over the place. Yep, yep, we we definitely it's a it's a full year by the end of it for sure. <laughs> when uh when we hunt mule deer with you,
1: uh what can we typically if we come to hunt mule deer in Nevada, what can we expect to see when we're there? What what size critters?
6: You know, it depends on the unit. Uh some units are just inherently better than others. Some some units carry more deer, a higher population, uh but trophy quality might not be quite as good. And then some units uh harder to draw obviously and, and better trophy quality. But I would say on a whole uh you know, like a hundred and seventy inch class mule deer is kinda I would say kind yeah. of a, a good a big average. Not like you know, not the average, but that's that that that's typically 170 plus is what we're going after. If you do it yourself, hunt Nevada uh,
1: on public land or whatever, that's probably not what you're going to see, more than likely. But if you go with somebody that knows, that lives there and researches this stuff, you around someone like Thomas, uh, then hey, you stand a lot better chance of seeing some
6: some quality animals. How
1: do you go about your hunts uh, with mule deer specifically?
6: How do you hunt them? Uh, we do mostly spot stock. Uh, our. our you know, we hunt out of uh, pickups. A little bit of ATV. Uh, we do some packing as well, uh, but we don't. Uh, I don't use horses. Uh, we have them. We use them a little bit. Uh, when I do backpack hunts, I actually have pack goats that I use. So we hike in and, wow. and pack supplies in with the goats. When you say goats, are you talking about alpaca or llamas? No, or I'm talking about goats. just your, your your regular old goats. Yeah, they're they're bred a little. Never uh kidding. They're bred to be a little they're they're bred to be a little bigger, but uh they like just, just you know, you kinda of your boar goats, uh Oberhalsey, Alpine mixes of, of all three, uh essentially. A lot of dairy goat breeds.
1: Wow. I've I've never heard of that. I'd love to come see that sometime. And there's not a more more sure set of feet anywhere in the mountains than a goat. So it makes a lot of sense.
6: Yeah, and they actually, once uh, the a goat's fully mature, they they depend, you know, kind of varies on their size. But uh, you know, a lot of my bigger boy goats, when we're when we're packing out, if we're packing downhill, they'll pack seventy pounds without even thinking about it.
1: No kidding. So when you take a string, a pack of goats, pack goats up into the mountains,
6: how, how many are in your string? It depends how big of a trip we're doing, how much, how many supplies we need. But typically speaking, like I can take myself and four goats and i can i can take a, a complete bull elk off the mountain in one trip i have got to see that sometime I, can i see that yeah, on but your if you're backing in pictures? yeah three three I, I don't even think i have any pictures of them up yet i have to I'm, I'm actually working towards getting it all set up but but i have not yet but they're actually i've been using them for about yeah. four years now and and i really like them
1: i've not heard of anybody else doing that thomas are you the only guy around is that your original idea
6: no, it's not an original idea. I got it from there. There's some fellers in uh Idaho that were kind of doing it, and I saw it on on social media, honestly, and thought it looked interesting. And that's how I, I kind of got a hold of him and one of the the main pack goat breeders that that had been, you know, I, I breeding for packing uh since like the 90s. He kind of was one of one of the you know the original pack goat guys. He was uh, getting rid of his herd because he had a car accident. And so I jumped in on that and bought a bunch of breed stock from him, and then uh, and then yeah, just kind of been going with it from there. <laughs> so at that point, that could have been
1: oceanfront property in Arizona, but it turned out to be the real deal. Pack goats.
6: It it did, yeah. I was kind of watching it and watching <laughs> it, and I packed with horses. You know, grew up hunting on horseback, and you have to have a trailer. You have to park way down below. You have to ride a long ways, whereas in a with the pack goats they load in the back of my truck. I have a I have a carrier in the bed of my truck and uh, they jump right into the back of the truck and I can drive all the way to the you know the end of the wherever you can drive a vehicle uh and unload them and load them up with their panniers and packs and take off.
1: That is just too cool. Pack goats. Thomas Brunson does that with his Timberline Outfitters and Guides in the great state of uh, Nevada. Um, let's talk about your elk just a minute, uh, because I know you got a lot sure. of elk
6: hunts. Uh, when is your season in Nevada? Our season in Nevada starts on the 25th of August, and it runs to the 16th of September, our archery elk season. And then we have a break uh, for a couple weeks there. They do cow hunts. And then the muzzleloader uh, antlered bull hunt starts on the 22nd of October and goes through the 4th of November. And then the rifle elk hunt starts on the sixth of November, and it goes to the basically till the fourth of November, or December.
1: Okay, and, and I'm guessing that by the time you get to muzzleloader and rifle hunts, that the bugling's about settled down, and and they're into a different pattern by then.
6: Yes, sir. Yep, yep. They're all pretty much the, the muzzleloader hunt. Uh, in some units, they definitely still some pretty heavy rut going on, uh, and in some units they're completely done. It kind of Varies from unit to unit. It's kind of interesting uh, when the bulls quit rutting, but most units you might get a little bit of rut at the beginning of the muzzleloader, but that's that's it. It's it's basically a post-rut hunt. Uh-huh. Tell me about your herd there spot in Nevada.
1: Spot
6: uh, okay, spot and stalk uh, the country you hunt. Tell me about your herd. Elk, elk are doing great. Uh, we've kind of been on a period of about five or six years of uh, lower recruitment rates, uh, calf ratios coming into the population. So we've kind of had more laid-back bull quotas because there hasn't been any many elk coming into the population. So H-class is pretty strong. Overall, the elk are are really hardy. Uh, The last five, six years of drought doesn't seem like it's affected them as adversely as it has the mule deer populations. But the the elk are doing well. H-class is strong. Are are wolves a problem at all in Nevada? In, In my part of Nevada and in Nevada as a whole, we don't have any wolves. Uh, there's been unsubstantiated reports of wolves here and there in the the very north end of Nevada, but overall there's not wolves here. Okay. Very good. Hey, we're
1: talking to Thomas Brunson uh, with his Timberline Outfitters and Guides in the great state of Nevada, and we're going to have to take a short break, but when we come back, I want to talk about this very unique uh, NOGA, Uh, Nevada Outfitters and Guides Association non-resident only draw for mule deer. Pretty cool. Can you hang on with me just a minute? Yes, sir. Hey, even if your dog has a intolerance to grain or maybe an itchy coat or they need added glucosamine in their diet, whatever the special situation, there's a special formula of Purina Pro Plan built just for them. And it's at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores.
5: Hi, this is Bobby Labonte. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors.
1: John Payne and his Tejas Ranch Fence Company know that there's no cookie-cutter
5: approach. Every job,
1: every ranch, every lay of land
5: is unique and custom. We're able to take a look at the owner's intent, the individual characteristics of the property, and really come up with a solution that works for them. We've got a great team here that has a passion for what we do. Your land, our passion. We love bringing out the best in your property. TejasRanchFence.com.
4: Hi, I'm Jim Shockey, and I want to make sure that all of our calendars are marked with the dates for our 2023 Annual Military Charity Golf Event. The dates are March 26th and 27th of 2023. We'll be returning to the Wild Dunes Resort on the Isle of Palms in South Carolina. Now here's the best part. The proceeds from this Military Charity Golf Event, supported by Freedom Hunters, goes to award the Honorable Service Personnel of our U.S. and Canadian Armed Forces with Outdoor Adventures. There's no better cause than honoring the courageous men and women that protect our freedom. So go to jimshockeyclassic.com to register. So again, that's March 26th and 27th of 2023 at the Wild Dunes Resort. And by the way, that's the South Carolina coast in the springtime. It doesn't get any better than that. I'll see you there.
1: At Marksman Firearms and Outfitters, you'll find a huge selection of firearms, ammo, fishing tackle, including rods, reels, lures, baits, and every accessory you can imagine. Whether you buy, sell, or trade, Marksman's mission is to guide and educate their customers, whether they're new to firearms or experienced, skilled shooters. Visit one of their stores in Mansfield, Granbury, Killeen, or Wichita Falls. For more info, go to MarksmanFirearms.com. Make your mark at Marksman. You and I spend a lot of time in the outdoors in harsh weather conditions. Well, now you can stay warm and dry no matter the weather with Buffalo Wool Company. What guards a buffalo against a bitter winter? The down the undergrowth of hair on their shoulders.
2: Most of what you see actually there's guard hair. Down underneath, they grow this insulating fiber, a second coat, and that's what they use to keep them warm. Buffalo Wool Company
1: gloves, socks, and hats, made 100% in the USA, but used worldwide. Folks like steelhead fishermen on the cold northwestern coast.
2: The whole reason we started was actually for fly fishermen. You can dip your hand in the river, grab a fish, give it a shake, and even though the glove's saturated, it wicks some moisture away from your skin.
1: To those that hunt the frozen Alaskan tundra.
2: Negative 30, chasing muskox. He said second day he quit wearing his choppers, just wear our gloves and hats.
1: Buffalo wool hats, socks, and gloves are warmer than wool and tough as a buffalo. If you don't like them, send them back for a full refund. Available from the com. That's C O dot com. After spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests and. Um, We like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife, quail, pheasants, native white-tailed deer, trophy-class axis deer. We've worked hard on the habitat, planted improved grasses, really with the help of some wildlife biologists studied what would make the best habitat to keep our
3: game here. Mm
7: -hmm. We can hunt easily six seven eight groups and we don't try to do it on 40 acres i mean these people get to walk they get to see some country joe and ann kirchival
1: invite you to enjoy this free range ranch just northwest of san antonio visit
8: joshuacreek.com for the land of the free and the home of the brave from high school gyms to towering stadiums every time i see our flag wave i feel a humbling reminder of the brave who keep and have kept us free I stand to honor the sacrifices of the generations before me, heroes who charged in the battle through bombs and bullets, who lost their brothers and still pushed through, fighting for every inch of our freedom. I stand for my brothers who can't stand anymore, men who hunted terrorists to the ends of the earth, who sacrificed their bodies and their lives so that we could peacefully live ours. I stand for the children, the spouses, and parents whose family made the ultimate sacrifice for us. We are all standing. We're the National Rifle Association of America, and we are freedom's safest place.
0: is the season to be jolly deer season turkey season dove season duck season season backstrap come on in to the kinder outdoors camp house
1: i was so very happy for my friend wally marshall when i heard that that distinguished cast of real smart people had determined that he would be the next entrant the next honoree at the texas freshwater fishing hall of fame and we'll induct him this fall. I look forward to that. Waldo, I wanted to have you on the show to tell you congrats in person. And, man, see how you're doing. <laughs> man, Billy,
10: I couldn't be any better, brother. I'm telling you, and I really love being on your show, man.
1: You made your <laughs> well, cool, I, brother. I love having you on the show. All of my friends are being inducted into the Hall of Fame. I mean, Gary Klein, we were just down in East Texas. A few months ago, uh, with his induction into the Texas Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, and now the announcement has come out that my good friend, my dear friend Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie, is the 2023 inductee. Congratulations, man.
10: Man, for the first time in my life, I'm speechless. (laughs) Man, when I got that phone call from uh, Tom Lang at the Texas Freshwater Fishing Uh, Hall of Fame uh, congratulating me to be the 2023 inductee into the Texas Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame. I had to pull over, man. I I could even drive. I mean, it was just so surreal, and and, uh, it was unexpected.
1: You have kept your nose to the grindstone all these many years and been an innovator, too. The way you've involved kids, you've gotten so many kids started with your annual tournaments throughout the years. I'm talking about thousands and thousands of kids and hundreds of thousands of miles uh, that you've put on that pickup, promoting the the, uh, sport of crappie fishing. And now, Crappie Expo. You've come along with Crappie Expo. You've put prize money up there. Uh, on the same level as a Bassmaster Classic or a Major League Fishing Redcrest event, uh, and you're being recognized by your peers for that, Waldo, and it's about time. That's all I've got to say.
10: Well, I met with the Texas Freshwater Fisheries Division yesterday with Tom Lang and their whole crew over there in Athens, Texas, to go over the event that's going to be on October the 6th, uh, the induction ceremonies and everything, and and hey man all I can say is they rolled out the red carpet and I shook everybody's hand that worked there at the at the fisheries and met some interesting people that do some cool things for the state of Texas which is you know promoting not only fishing but the underlying things that people don't see on a daily basis all these stocking programs that they do with uh Florida strain bass and big bass and they put trout in all the lakes in the wintertime and some creeks and rivers and they've got it going on 24-7 there at the fisheries division of Texas Parks and Wildlife.
1: Yeah, they do a tremendous job. Our show last week was about the sharewunker program and we had some sharewunker, uh, uh, winners uh, on there on the show last week. Guys that have gone out and caught those 13 pounders, including Gary Klein. Uh, Wally, I was talking about your, uh, the innovations through the years and how you've impacted the sport of crappie fishing. Crappie Expo, that's a big deal, and the 2023 version is coming up this fall.
10: Yeah, we're going to – Crappie Expo is moving to Birmingham, Alabama at the Birmingham Jefferson Convention Complex, which is right off of I-20, right there in the middle of Birmingham, Alabama. That's where they've held the Bassmasters Classics and FLWs over the years, and probably some Major League Fishing in the future. But Crappie Expo is going to be there September the 22nd through the 24th. Plus, we're having a $300,000 Mr. Crappie Invitational Classic. And along with that is going to be the world's largest crappie fry. Okay, <laughs> Do it again this year. A that crappie fry has been a hit for years. And going into our fifth year of Crappie Expo, it's
11: amazing.
1: Yes, it truly is amazing. It's a lot of fun. If you've never been to a Crappie Expo, you've got to put it on the calendar and go. It's, if you're a crappie angler, gee whiz, Wally, you're never going to find a place on planet Earth with as much crappie uh, uh, accessories, baits, rods, reels, boats, everything crappie fishing under one roof. It's phenomenal.
10: Well, if, if it's made for crappie fishing, it's going to be at the Crappie Expo because that's all we do. You don't have to ask somebody when they walk in the door, do you crappie fish? <laughs> I mean, it's a targeted audience for the manufacturers and everybody, you know, and, and people want to learn more about because we have seminars there uh, on electronics. We have seminars on how to catch more crappie. We've got all of that along with the Crappie Expo. And this year, the tournament is going to be held on Logan Martin at Lincoln's Landing. At Lincoln's Landing. And that okay, landing has ten ten ramps. It is designed wow. especially for the uh Tournament anglers?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, for the Very good. Items. You know after this year you're going to have to start signing your name Wally Marshall HOF 23 right?
10: Well Billy <laughs> hey man it's <laughs> such an honor to represent the great state of Texas. There's a lot of good fishermen in this state and there's a lot of good people that do a lot of good things for different organizations and and all that. It's just a huge place, and I just get kind of teared up and chill-bumped chill talking about it. But I'm telling you, uh, this – when I was out plumbing and digging ditches and trying to make it through life, you know, working hard every week and, and going to fishing tournaments, you didn't even think about the Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, you I do mean, now. I never – I never knew nothing about success. I just worked hard for it. I just worked hard. You know, not for it. And it happened. Yep.
1: Yeah. And it happened. You know, I'm going to be there front and center. I'll be on the front row for that. And just wanted to call and congratulate you on the show. And make sure everybody's got Crappie Expo on their their calendar. Give us the Crappie Expo dates one more time.
10: Well, that's going to be September the 22nd through the 24th. That's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Got a lot to do at Crappie Expo. And it's going to be at the... Birmingham Jefferson Convention Complex. And right across the street is the Marriott and the Sheridan. You can stay right there and walk right in.
1: Awesome. Waldo, congratulations, buddy.
10: Hey, Billy. Hey, thanks for being my friend for a lifetime. And we still got a lot to go, brother.
1: One of my favorite trips to Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country was with that guy. Wally Marshall and his wife, Tanya, uh, joined Robin and me. At this beautiful five-star ranch, Orvis-endorsed, Beretta-endorsed, Shooting Sportsman-endorsed, heck, Billy Kinder-endorsed. The Axis deer hunting, fabulous. The upland bird hunting out of this world. The food's even better than that. And the people are even better than that. Hey, you need to get them on the line. Book a little time with my friends at Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country. You'll absolutely love it. I just checked. My new friend, Thomas Brunson, has been kind enough to hang on. He's still hanging on that Kinder Outdoors Trot Line, and we're going to visit with him some more when we come back. Have you ever thought about hunting Nevada? Giant mule deer. You can get a terrific antelope. Everything from an antelope hunt down low to an elk hunt up high, goats, sheep. And this mule deer tag, very unique, very cool. It's a non-resident-only draw, which greatly Uh, enhances your chance of getting drawn to go to uh, Nevada and hunt with a top-notch outfitter and send that picture of you and that giant Nevada mule deer around to all your buddies and become the envy of the hunting club, okay? We're going to talk more about it when we come back from the coffee pot.
6: Hi, everybody. It's world championship caller Al Morris. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm sure thinking about it with Big Billy Kinder
4: Outdoors. (laughs)
1: Can you imagine 20-plus sailfish in a single day? Welcome to Costa Rica's rich fishing history. The marlin catch is as good as any spot on earth. Blue marlin, sailfish, mahi, and tuna. From the moment your feet touch down in beautiful Costa Rica, you'll discover a new love in your life. The landscape, the people, the food, the salty air and year-round fishable temperatures and calm waters. At Sea Sport Fishing, We're prepared for your group with a fleet of some of the most successful vessels in this sport fishing area. Call your buddies or make it a couple's trip to Costa Rica. Enjoy world-class Caribbean sport fishing, endless shopping, beaches, spectacular wildlife. Discover the landscape by horseback. Carib Sea Sport Fishing offers a variety of trips, offshore, inshore, overnight, half day, full day, every day. Come see us now at catchafishincostarica.com. Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions.
5: Grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s and conjugated linoleic acid, which is known as CLAs. In layman terms, it's a type of fat that your body can use, and it doesn't damage your
6: heart or any part of your vascular system.
5: Buy better beef for your family. We manage holistically, or some people call it regeneratively. We want everything that we do to be a part of our good stewardship of the land. We think that's what God's put us here to do, so the cattle are healthy and the land's healthy. We want both. We don't want one or the other.
10: If you were to buy a grass-fed, grass-finished steak by the pound, you'd pay anywhere from $18 to $30 a pound. But if you buy a quarter, half, or whole, you're ranging from anywhere $7.80 and below. So you're paying a third of the price for that steak and, you know, those good cuts, And you get a whole lot more bang for your buck when you buy in bulk.
1: Don't let 2020 happen in your home again. CanyonValleyProvisions.com. Raising
12: cattle in West Texas for five generations. Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new a Hook by Bullet Weights. The Atta Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the add-a-hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side, pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds, when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Add-a-hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Croppy double metal rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Croppy Troll Check rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Croppy Slow Troll and Double Drop Croppy Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com.
1: If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil and sticky, oily messes. Then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works, the original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com.
0: thanks to God above for his blessing on our rights to hunt, fish, and fill our freezers with healthy protein. We celebrate that in this camp house at Kinder Outdoors.
1: Some of my uh, favorite healthy protein resides at Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country. Talk to them about their low fence, free range, naturally occurring axis hunts. They're a challenging hunt. And it's my absolute favorite protein for the table. I love them better than beef. Check them out. Axis Deer at Joshua Creek Ranch. Thomas Brunson uh, from his Timberline Outfitters Guide service in Nevada is my special guest on the show today. Welcome back. Thanks for hanging on, Thomas. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, you are a member of Noga, you and your Timberline Outfitters and Guides uh, company are a member of NOGA, the Nevada Outfitters and Guides Association. Tell us a little bit about NOGA, what you guys do, who you are.
6: Uh, the Nevada Outfitters and Guides Association is a uh, members, you know, Outfitter and Guide members, uh, master guides, uh such as myself and then sub guides can also enter and be a member of the Nevada Guides and Outfitters Association. And they, you know, basically kind of do things to protect, you know, the industry. Uh they do a lot of a lot of good with wildlife uh, trying to put their input in on the wildlife advisory boards as far as uh, you know managing the herds in the various units of the state uh, and they work with the Nevada Department of Wildlife a lot with regulations and such that that affect out the outfitting and guiding industry.
1: And it should be that way, because even with our very smart biologists and scientists that we're blessed to have here in the United States and there in the state of Nevada, nobody has more eyes on these critters and their habitat than you guys, the outfitters and guides that are living in this stuff every day.
6: Makes sense. Correct. Yeah, pretty pretty hard, to, pretty hard for the biologists to get as many days in the field as we get, for sure. Something else that Noga does
1: that's very impressive, uh, you guys... Take care of our military warriors. I know that you do a special, uh, I guess it's an elk hunt uh, for our military heroes. I don't know if that's every year or as often as you can, but uh, God bless you guys. As often as they can, and
6: it's pretty much every year.
1: Okay. The Wounded Hero Project. Uh, Thank you guys for doing that. Something else that you do that's very special uh, at the Nevada Outfitters and Guides Association is a non-resident-only draw. For mule deer and non-resident only, I'm thinking that's really got to boost my chances of getting drawn.
6: Yes, yep, it's it, it's been around, I believe, since the 90s. It was either late 80s or early 90s when it when it uh, Nevada guides pushed it through, you know, the legislature and got it approved. And yeah, it gives uh, hunters that want to hunt with an outfitter, basically, essentially, better odds. Uh, there's a certain amount of tags allocated for just the outfitter draw and people that are planning non-residents that are planning to hunt with an outfitter anyway can apply through you know they, they can pick their outfitter you know tons of us in the state but they can pick their outfitter and then apply through them for a permit and it increases your odds by in the neighborhood of 40 percent it, wow, it, it gives you quite an advantage
1: yeah i guess so that is absolutely huge and let's talk a little bit about how this works to enter that draw, you need to be aligned or recommended by or endorsed by a Nevada outfitter or guide that's a member of NOGA. Am I correct?
6: Uh, you can actually apply through any outfitter in the state that is, that is a you know, a licensed master guide. They don't necessarily okay. have to be a member of NOGA. Uh, you can apply through any outfitter, and, and the way it works is either you have to fill out a power of attorney form uh, gives us legal right to apply for you or you you use the the guide to login information and what units you know we provide and and apply you know you apply yourself on the computer with our uh pin number our license number and pin number
1: just go to NevadaOutfitters.org and you'll see a whole list you can just uh, search do a search on the find an outfitter page for thomas brunson for example and his uh, his Timberline Outfitters info will come up with his phone number and everything you need right there, and we've got a link at kinderoutdoors.com. Pretty unique. We're talking about some unique tags on the show today. The main Moose Hunt is open right now. That's a, a dream come true for a lot of folks uh, and or that we hope will come true. And this is another dandy that people need to know about, the Noga Non-Resident Mule Deer Draw. What units do you hunt specifically, Thomas, and what have you guys been producing off of your units, mule deer-wise?
6: Mule deer-wise, uh, we hunt kind of the eastern edge of the state, east-central Nevada. Uh, units 111 through 113, 114, 115, 121, 221 to 223 are kind of our main units, 131 to 134 as well. Uh, kind of all, all, all the units basically that surround Ely. Okay, and give us a... And, and mule deer, we're, we're, the last two years have been, uh, have been, have been pretty, pretty down as far as mule deer numbers. Uh, we've been going through a, a pretty good drought here in Nevada, and it has it definitely adversely infect, or excuse me, impacted the uh, fawn re- recruitment rates. And, uh, the deer populations have been in decline for the last few years, for sure, but, uh, we finally have a good winter going right now, and, and, super excited for this year. It should uh, should have a, a real positive impact on antler growth for the year. Yeah, I know, I know that that snow
1: gets miserable after so long of a cold winter, but uh, boy, that is really good moisture that you guys are piling up right now uh, that's all going to show up in the low country and show up in your elk herd, your mule deer herd. Uh, everything will benefit from
6: all this snow come springtime. Yes, sir. Yeah, the springs have been Drying up the last few years, and uh, this is definitely, definitely a shot of moisture that we've needed. Hopefully, it, hopefully the the temperatures will break soon and not have any winter kill type of situation going on. But, but yeah, we we desperately needed the moisture for sure. Uh, if it's not a pack in trip, if it's uh, if we're day hunting or hunting a couple of
1: days with you, uh, are we hunting out of a lodge? Do you have lodging meals? Do we need to line up a hotel? How's that work?
6: No. The mule deer hunts uh we either hunt from my my ranch we have a base camp at my ranch uh where we do meals and the whole works and then also we hunt out of a camp i have i have some cabins at my ranch that we stay at uh but then if we're hunting units that are far enough away from my place that it's you know not logical then then we set up a wall tent camp trailer type camp and hunt and hunt out of it but yeah, meals and lodging and the whole thing comes with the mule deer hunts for sure.
1: What should we bring with us when we come? Talk to us about rifles and calibers for mule deer, elk. What do you prefer? What do you like to see someone show up with?
6: Yeah, any more. Uh, it's pretty hard. I mean, the, the access to good quality stuff is, is really, really getting out there for folks. So you see a lot more people showing up with good gear here lately. But uh I like anything, you know, elk. I obviously like to keep it bare minimum uh 6.5s uh like in even like the prc would kind of be the lower end of what i would i would personally call an elk gun i've had people kill elk with the creedmoor but it's a little little on the light side uh we have real big open rugged canyons uh real thick country so a lot of our shooting uh is three to five hundred yards is pretty common so if a, a person comes with the right gear you know a ballistic turret with the elevation and all set up for their rifle that definitely improve somebody's odds and, and definitely a good pair of boots because a lot of what we hunt is pretty rugged country for sure
1: it'd be really good if we could start planning this hunt at least a year out with you make sure we're all buttoned down and in shape before we go
6: yes yep and 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 right stuff for the gun and yeah i mean we we try not to you know obviously try and get as close as you can but it's definitely big open country and and long shooting is kind of pretty common. Hey, we're talking to Thomas Brunson. He's the owner of Timberline Outfitters and Guides
1: in the great state of Nevada. Thomas, I'm going to come see your pack goats
6: someday. I'm going to show up. That's awesome, yeah. You're you're, you're more than welcome. (laughs) It's been a pleasure talking to you. Let's do it again sometime. Yeah, you as well. Thank you.
1: Hey, I want to thank you for hanging out around our campfire with us today, too. And I certainly always want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time that we have together. Hope you'll come back and see us again next time around. Till then, may God bless you and your bunch.